0: Those are the conversations that are just cheese graters on my spinal cord. Welcome to Unscripted with Kirby Hossaman and Bill Petrie. In this weekly podcast, Kirby and Bill talk about the world of marketing, branding, and promotional products. Unscripted is available only at Promocorner.com, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry. Now, here's Kirby and Bill. Welcome to this week's episode of Unscripted. I am your co-host Bill Petrie, broadcasting at an exceptionally high level. With me as always is the good time player man from Coshocton, Ohio, the guru of golf umbrellas, Kirby Haaseman. Kirby, how the hell are you?
1: I am doing fantastic, Bill, and as always, I admire your professionalism. I know you've been super um, hectic this week, and I admire that, and I admire you bringing the energy. So how are you doing, buddy? I'm doing
0: great. Thank you for not using the B word, the busy word. You substituted it for hectic at the last minute, and I absolutely love that. You (laughs) know what else I love, Kirby? What's that, Bill? Be the good, 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 the good goods at Skew. I love the good goods at Q. You want to know why? Because they really have built the most modern and beautifully designed software for running a promotional products business today. And I actually had a thought. I, this is unscripted, so I'm going to unscript this uh, little advertorial, if you will. Yep. Kirby, when you first joined ComitSkew as a client, mm-hmm. what was your first impression of the interface?
1: No, I think my first impression of the interface was just simply how elegant the presentations looked. Um mm-hmm. And you and I have talked about it. That's actually not my favorite thing about it now. But my first piece, I was like, oh, I love the presentations. And then candidly, the other thing, if you're like me and the way we used to do it, it it's like you'd send out a PowerPoint or an email or whatever. And six months later, our client would come back to us and say, hey, I want to order that whatever. And you'd be like, where the hell did I get that from? And that goes away with Common Skew.
0: That's awesome. That's some great personal testimonial there. I love it when we're able to bring a real-world experience into an advertisement, and especially when it is the good goods at (laughs) CommonSkew. That's right. (laughs) So if you want to learn more, and gosh darn it, why wouldn't you, go ahead and head over to commonskew.com slash unscripted. Kirby, they're not going to be sorry they did. They will not be sorry they did. Kirby... Excellent. Are you ready to go ahead and launch this candle, light this candle, whatever the hell we're going to do with this thing?
1: (laughs) We're going to take a candle, light it, and then launch it. In that order. (laughs) In that order. Excellent.
0: All right. Do you have a, uh, as always, I want to thank you for having the courage to have a third podcast with me this
1: week. (laughs) That's right. I'm excited about it. And yes, I have a topic. You want me to jump off?
0: Um. No. No. Okay. I'm going to go ahead and start today. Sweet. Um, So I don't know if you saw this, but it was published in Counselor about a week and a half ago. Maybe not even, about a week ago. Let's call it a week ago. And it is the most creative people in Mm. promo as Mm. decided by ASI. Yep. Um, So do you know what I'm talking about? Yes? I do. I do. All right. So I'm just going to run down the list very quickly, and then I want to chat about the list. Yep. Uh, Amy Baker from Threadbare Print House. Okay. Jamie Stone from Gifts by Design. Jason Lukash and Mike Simzak from Origadio. Lauren, I'm going to say Coco, I believe it's pronounced, from Vantage Apparel. Okay. Rhea Al- Aslan from Sanmar. Nicole McNamee from Boundless. Pete Thus from Talbot Marketing. Rick Roth from Mirror Image, Renee Adda from Lexon, and Jeff Anderton from Snugs. Yes. So so a pretty pretty long list there. And I I, I know a couple of the people on there as I think you do as well. Right. And uh, I am I am absolutely going to let's start this discussion off with. I am absolutely positive all of these people are super creative and deserve this type of recognition. Okay. Having said that. I have an issue, or I struggle with these type of lists, because creativity is so damn subjective. Mm -hmm. And you know, a lot of people, for example, think uh, Andy Warhol super creative. I see a Campbell soup can.
1: Um, Fair, yeah, sure.
0: And again, that's not – maybe I don't have an art discerning eye, and that's okay. That's more of an indictment of me. I just don't know if any entity um, has the ability to truly – decide who's the most creative and who's not. And again, that's not a shot at ASI. I actually, when I saw the list, I was like, damn, I wish I had thought of that. That was my first, <laughs> first response. So I'm not, I'm yeah. not shooting at ASI at all. I think yeah. it's a kind of a neat deal, but, but again, creativity is so subjective. It's like who belongs in the rock and roll hall of fame. And a, a buddy of mine sent me a list last night that some writer decided to rank. The Hall of Fame inductees in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, from worst or from best to worst. Okay. And of course, I, I noticed where Van Halen was on the list, and that's really not my issue. Um, but it's like, who is this person to decide that the Stooges are the 41st best inductee to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and the Beach Boys are the 51st? Okay. It's so to me when I see these lists, that's what I think of. is like, okay, what is what is the what is the criteria for creativity? And right. and I wanted to get your take on that because again, I assume again because I know Jeff Anderton, you know, know uh, Mike Simzak and and Jason Lukash. Um, I assume. That every person on this list is very well deserving of
1: this honor. And it is an honor. But what, what should the criteria be for this type of a list? Sure. So, I, okay. So a couple things. Um, I think that you and I come a little differently about these lists, right? I think that yep. as a rule, you're not a huge fan of many of these lists. Is that fair? like um, Power 50, stuff like that. You're like, we have both questioned what the I'm means. not a fan of subjective lists. I
0: don't mind a list that I can quantify. Okay. I have a hard time with opinion-based lists. And okay. that, that's then again, that could be very much a me issue.
1: Yeah. And, so and trust I guess, me, I got
0: plenty of me issues.
1: <laughs> and so I guess what I would say is I actually like these kind of lists, I think, more than you do. So I just want to give that as my jumping off sure. point. So um, whenever I see a list like this, I'm I, usually my thought is- Uh, Number one, there are several people on this list that I'm not connected with, and I make it a mission to connect with them. I always think they're doing – like ASI is doing me a service because I'm like, man, if there's eight people on this list that I don't know and they're creative, well, then I kind of want to know them, right? So that's number one. Number two, um, the idea of quantifying creativity is – you kind of said it's it's extremely difficult. I kind of I I kind of um, alluded to um, what uh, I think it was Miller versus California. It was a um, Supreme Court case about pornography, and mm-hmm. they said I don't know how to define it, but I know it when I see it. And, right. no, and I absolutely, think, I, get I think that. that, I think that's my definition with the creativity list because any, I, I, the two that I really know on this list are Jason and Mike, uh, from Oreg Audio and Jeff Anderton. And I don't know anybody who would say they're not now. I don't know how to define it, but when I see them, I'm like, oh yeah, those guys are creative. Um, and so I, I love this kind of list to be honest with you. Cause I think it gets my juices flowing. Um, and then. The, the the final thought that you said, you know, who are you to decide? You know, I, I think that's another piece that I'm like, no, I, I think that that is a voice that we all have in our head. Mm-hmm. And I actually respect the shit out of people who are willing to be that person who says, well... Who's better than me to make this list? So I yeah, actually no, really like it. That's a good point. I, again, I don't hate it. It's yeah. just I, I – my,
0: my the logic – and I don't have a large logical part of my <laughs> right brain. It's a great conversation, um, which, but, by but, the way, is why I like the lists. Yeah, <laughs> the, 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 the logic part of my conversation immediately jumps to, okay, who decided this? Right, And not that, not how dare that person who decided it's more of a, from the stance of, hey, who decided this? I wonder what the criteria was because I scrolled through the list and I was almost embarrassed that the only people I knew were Jason and Mike and Jeff Anderton. Yeah. And so I was like, wow, am I that out of touch? Right. Now, um, I will say this, the only issue I have with the list is that it's not the most creative people in promo. This is the most creative people who are ASI members.
1: Oh, so okay. So that,
0: well, I don't think, unless I'm wrong and, and I don't know, but I'd be stunned if there was a person on here. Oh, no, maybe, you know what? I think I might have to eat my crow there. I don't think all of them have an ASI number attached to them. It looks like a, a one does not. And so maybe they're
1: not. And PS, I actually don't have a problem with that either. Um, it'd be like, uh, our chamber our local chamber coming up with something saying best local businesses and they only have chamber members. I actually don't have a problem with that.
0: Okay, and I don't. I'm not sure I have a problem with it. It's yeah. more of something I noticed. Yeah. Okay. Um, but it, but
1: it looks like it looks like I'm wrong in that anyway. So cool, man. Um, this was a good um, one though, because I, I I think these are great uh, topics for discussion, and I think that's one of the reasons that I like the lists. You know what I mean? Like, because um, you know you see it in sports talk radio all the time. Who's the five best players? And then everyone's yeah, like, wait see, a second, those are the
0: those are the conversations that are just cheese graters on my spinal cord because it's like. <laughs>
1: And I think that's what I'm saying is that you and I have a different opinion on the lists. Like I I, like those lists and I don't think you do. To to (laughs) me, to me, it's like
0: click click clickbait. Right, yeah, and yeah, you get people talking, but it's like, all right, should Pete Rose be in the Hall of Fame? Coming at you, dial us up at 1 800 Sports. And it's that kind of (laughs) no, he shouldn't, yes, he should. Uh, Actually, he should, I'm just kidding, but it's those type of things, you know, who's your favorite Super Bowl team? 72 Dolphins versus (laughs) 1989 Cowboys, let's hear you. It's that type of stuff that it feels like,
1: yeah, And, and again, I. I guess it feels different to me and especially because it is, this is a new list. Like yeah, this it is, is. This is not a list that I've ever seen before. Like, so like I said,
0: my first thought was, damn it, I wish I had thought of that for Promo <laughs> Corner. So kudos to ASI for doing it. So again, not a shot at anybody or, yes. or the list as a whole. It's more of a, gosh, I'd love to know what the criteria is. But it's one of those things. Art is subjective. Yep. And creativity is subjective. And so uh, someone's got to go out on a limb to do something like this. So uh, a kudos to them for doing it, even though I may not love it.
1: Yeah, no, it's great. That's a good topic, bro.
0: Oh, you're damn right. It's a good topic. I brought it up.
1: <laughs> I had a feeling you, you'd feel that way. All right, Kirby, do you have another topic we can uh, discuss here? Yeah. So you and I are both, um, and, and God knows this week you've certainly been this, uh, but, but really for years now, a content creator, a prolific content creator. Um, and so I have heard many people say um, that they have a place like a specific place they go to create content. So Mm -hmm. like, for example, I've heard Seth Godin talk about this is that he not only has a place that he writes, but he actually has a program. Um, like when he opens up WordPress, I think it is, it's like all Mm -hmm. of a sudden he knows his brain turns on. Okay. It's Mm -hmm. time to write. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so I guess my question is, is it that way for you? And is not only from a, and I guess I want this from a creation perspective and then an ideas perspective, because you, I've heard you say, and I've said it too, is ideas are everywhere. Yep. But if I'm being introspective, there are places where I repeatedly come up with thoughts, right? right. Like they're everywhere, but man, in the shower, I seem to come up with ideas, right? And so That's, that that makes us all tense. I know. And I said it for you. But um, one of the things I would say is there is that place for me where I think yeah. about ideas. And then the other thing is, I think there is a place for me where I go and I'm like, oh, this is where I start to podcast. This is where I write. Is that like that for you or is it all over the place? Um, it's a little more all over the place for me. First of all, I, I, you know, you, you said
0: something very kind that I'm a prolific content generator. Um, compared to you, that isn't even close because you are, (laughs) you are doing some wonderful things with your, uh, with your vlog you're doing. Uh, it's, it's, so I appreciate the compliment. I believe it's unfounded. Um, when I need to create, um, I think I, I think this kind of goes back a little bit to our meditation discussion, mm. maybe a month and a half, two yeah. months ago. It's been I haven't done it much in since we've moved offices. So now we have permanent offices. I'm not working at home anymore, and I don't have a great couch I can go lay on. but I would uh, almost every day take twenty minutes of my day uh, or a half hour and just go lay down have a pen and paper by me if I needed to write something down, but no phone, no interactions, no nothing. And ju- it wasn't to nap necessarily, although there were times I would 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 maybe fall asleep for five minutes. Um, it was really just to clear my mind mm-hmm. and let the creativity come to me. Right. Because I am of the firm belief, at least for me, and I think everybody's different. So you're asking a question that I think might just be specific to me. Um, I have so much stimulus in in my brain all day whether it's listening to this podcast or looking at this on the computer screen or having phone conversations with people or music in the background or whatever i find that the uncluttered mind is what i crave and you i think probably that's why the, you know ideas come to you in the shower there's sure. nothing else to do but think and that's kind of what i do i try to take uh, you know a little quiet time for myself 20 to 30 minutes a day And and do that, and that's where I find the ideas really come to me, Mm. is when I'm really um, devoid of any input. As far as turning my brain on and off like that, I I don't my brain I don't think works like that, like Seth Godin. However, I will say um, I am really I'll be honest I am really exhausted today. I'm run down. It's been a very hectic week. But the second I walked into the media studio here in the offices, I immediately got a little more energy. I know what I need to do. I have to ramp it up and, and and get moving. And so I do think there's a part of that, at least for the broadcast part of the content I create. For the writing part, it's just, you know, I'll write down ideas. Uh, I I think I've always told you I love turns of phrase. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love turns of phrase. And there was we were, I was at the I spoke last week at the Vernon National Sales Meeting and I was talking to Dustin Wicks uh, about you know he had moved from Tennessee to Iowa and a little bit of a rude awakening. Now he had lived in Chicago but now he's living in Iowa so he's <laughs> back up north and he's talking about uh, a snowblower mm. and that he needed to get one. And I said you need to get a blade. You know I'm talking about? A, you live in the north. Of course you know what I'm talking about. Sure. He needs to get you know, a, you know, a riding lawnmower with a blade. And he said, no, my neighbor got one. And he's so scared to use it. He keeps it about a quarter to a half inch off the ground at all times. And all it ever does is leave a thin layer of ice. And I said, there's my next blog post. He <laughs> goes, what do you mean? I said, you need to dull your blade. If you want it to work properly, you got to dull the blade. Right. And so I'm working on a blog post that, Called dull the blade. You have to dull your blade. <laughs> so that's where uh, ideas are everywhere. But I think everybody how they execute them is different. You do, I think, have more of a routine than I do in that st- in that way.
1: Yeah. I it, well, and I would say it's funny. The, the you mentioned the new vlog I've been working on, the day in the life sort of series, and that it, it, th- that's taking me outside of my comfort zone. So mm-hmm. like in the morning from six to you know seven. I do a lot of content writing, stuff like that. I'll do different stuff here with DMJ and we have kind of a routine with the podcast Mm -hmm. and, and the, the, um, the vlog is really getting me where I'm like, okay, well what am I going to do today that makes it different? Um, and so it is it, but on purpose it's stressing my creativity. I'm enjoying that process. So yeah, it's, but I have heard for people who are trying to set up to do it the first time that creating a place they go to be creative, um, Mm -hmm. Helps their brain function in that way, and I just was curious to see your thought on it.
0: No, it's a it's a good it's a good thing. So yeah, cool. Um, all right, so let's do a quick one, sure, um, and then we'll jump into we'll jump into fill in the blank. So lately, there's been a lot more talk about the death of retail, retail apocalypse. I've actually heard that phrase <laughs> um, that retail's dying. Okay. And already in 2018, we've had uh, obviously Toys R Us. They're shutting down. I think 730 or 40 stores. J Crew announced they're shutting a bunch of stores down. Abercrombie and Fitch, Foot Locker, Best Buy, JCPenney, Sam's Club. Even you know some a big giant like Walmart. Even even uh, not immune to that. Uh, and you, of course, there's a series in the Kmart, and Gap, and so on and so on and so on. I don't think retail's dead. Okay. i And I hate when people start bitching about man, retail's dead. online is killing retail. nope, I think it's just different now, yep, we view at least I view you know Amazon is the most prolific retailer in modern history right. they they much like how Steve Jobs successfully predicted whether he realized it or not. That people would want a device that could hold every album they've ever listened to in the palm of their hand. Mm-hmm. I think Amazon has figured out that we can be a one-stop shop where people don't have to leave. People want to be lazy. Now, you can couch that as people want more time with their families and blah, blah, blah. No, we're lazy. Yeah. We're lazy. So I don't think retail's dead at all. I look at these companies and they've just failed to adapt. Right. I mean, there are still times I want that in-person shopping experience. Don't get me wrong. Uh, grocery stores, for me, I, I could never order grocery, store, <laughs> grocery online. I want to pick my box of Lucky Charms, right. okay? Um, especially when it comes to meats and vegetables and things like that and produce. I want to pick that. But for things where sizing is not an issue, um, yeah, I, I want to be lazy about that. And I want to get your perspective. Do you think retail is dead or is it just evolving?
1: So it's really interesting that you bring it up because this is a conversation that I've been having um, here in Coshocton. And so it's it's funny because I think we come at it from a very similar perspective. I 100% agree with you that retail is not dead. Retail is starting to shift into if you – and it's just like any other business. When someone takes over – and by the way, Walmart did this to small business in Coshocton oh, yeah. and other Absolutely small Oh, yeah. Absolutely they did. And so – but it's where you just like anything else, you don't want to compete where the behemoth plays, right right, and so retail um I think has continued to try to compete on price on convenience, on those sort of things, and amazon's better at that, and so they I think are. the place that uh, that retail can compete, and this is what we've been talking about here is an experience because amazon mm-hmm. historically can't provide you with a quote unquote experience in the store, that sort of thing. And so I actually, I've actually made this prediction that I think that from the perspective of of a downtown, because, you know, small communities, even suburbs are, you know, their economies are much small, much uh, predicated on small business and those small stores downtown. I think you got to go experiential and go a little bit old school. I, I actually think it would be interesting to see what a downtown would look like if they went back and said, hey, we've got small bookstores. And beside the bookstore, we've got a pet store. And beside the pet store, we've got a bakery. Because to be honest with you, those things, that's becoming unique again. Mm-hmm. And so, but now you park your car and you're getting that experience. Um, and within each store, making it an experience, I think is how you can compete in a retail market. So <laughs> it's something that I've been discussing a lot lately. So I guess my, my answer to your question is no, I don't think retail's dead. I think it's changing.
0: No, I agree. I I agree. It's not dead. It is changing. But you know what never changes, Kirby? What's that, Bill? That'd be the way to experience simplicity through the good, good people at Gold Star Pens. That's right. They make the buying process easy. And you know how much I love that. They completely remove friction from the buying process, they have that all inclusive pricing. They have that free ground shipping. They have that standard 24- to 48-hour production on their most popular styles and free selling tools, including virtual designs, random samples, case studies, and unbranded digital flyers to help you sell. You want to learn more? Of course you do. Head over to the Get That Free Simplicity Starter Kit. Go to goldstarpens.com slash unscripted. You won't be sorry you did. And if you heard Kirby laughing while I was reading, let me tell you why. <laughs> I sent him a very mean Snapchat while we were... <laughs> podcasting at a very high level in response to a worse Snapchat he sent
1: me. No, I, I, I'm always kind. I think you could ask around.
0: Oh, I can ask around, <laughs> but it's all, it's all a facade. It's all a facade. All right. Kirby, do you got to fill in the blank? You want to start us off?
1: Yeah. Um, so let's see. When you're on the road you and you are often traveling, your I favorite am. place to eat on the road is? Somewhere
0: local. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I first started traveling, I don't know, to, you know, to, to 10, 12, 15 years ago, probably closer to 18, really, um, I really embraced the um, eating in my room. I didn't want to go deal with people by myself. It was weird. I felt, gosh, I don't want to be that guy sitting in a restaurant um you know, trying, you know, e- eating by myself. And now I will usually look for a local brew pub mm-hmm. um, somewhere that um, I can grab a beer and maybe sit at the bar and have a conversation with the, the bartender or the guy who is is uh, maybe it's the owner of the, the brew pub and get a quick bite. I enjoy that now, and I enjoy the independence uh, and, and the confidence that comes along with that. I don't think I was confident enough to go, you know, sit in the Outback Steakhouse by myself. but. Right. When I worked for a company called Guy Brown about five years ago, I was on the road far more than I am today, and I was always by myself. And so I just kind of learned that: look, do you want to be a loser and sit in my room and eat um, takeaway chilies the rest of my life, or do <laughs> I want to, or do I want to experience all the good, bad, and and, and everywhere in between that road life can give you? Yeah. And I decided I wanted to live. I love it. That's great. Okay.
1: Kirby, if you could play one musical instrument, it would be blank. I, I play the guitar. So I would say that it would be the guitar because I've chosen to learn that. Um, I think if, if you're asking in addition to that, then piano, for sure. Um, I think that that's one of those things where whenever there's a piano sitting around and those people who can walk up and all of a sudden just start making music at that, I've mm-hmm. always admired that um, right. skill. And I think that's a great Um, example of something that a lot of us took piano lessons and a lot of us gave up. And at this point I can't even play chopsticks and that frustrates me. So I I did not know. How did I not know you played the six string bandit? Yeah, (laughs) I do not know my friend, but yeah, I play. And again, I'm hardly prolific, but I can play and.
0: Oh, that I knew. Yeah.
1: (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I play the guitar a little bit. Oh, very cool. All right, good. Your turn, sir. Okay. So when you're in a public place and you hear somebody uh, listening to their phone or their iPad, listening to their phone in public place, watching kind of a TV show without headphones is
0: mm-hmm. rude. I was trying to think of the correct word, and, and it didn't come to me fast enough, and I had to talk. Um, <laughs> it 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 pisses me off. It's rude. It, it's it's uh, we are turning into a society we we are so oblivious. To the others around us, we are so self absorbed in our own machines, in our own lives. It's frustrating. Yeah. And when somebody's doing that or having a speakerphone call in the middle of an airport, I, I just wonder what the hell is your problem?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. You know, they come with headphones for a reason. <laughs> yeah. And it, let's say you lost your headphones or they broke. Go buy another pair. There's in motion places everywhere, you know, Best Buys or whatever. And let's say for whatever reason you can't do it. And don't listen. It's really rude and obnoxious. That's the word I was looking for. Damn it. <laughs> obnoxious. It's obnoxious.
1: It's obnoxious. So, so really quickly to jump on that point, I actually have told my team that I think we live in an interesting time where, uh, when people are rude, you know, you got, most people are actually pretty polite. Like if you think mm-hmm. about it, that person is the exception, right? So most people are polite, but once someone is rude and you point it out to them, Hey man, You want to knock that off? Then all of a sudden, everybody views you as the rude person. (laughs) And I think that's a weird conundrum we live in. Right. So,
0: anyway. No, totally get it. Totally get it. All right. Um, Kirby, I'm granting you a wish. You can have dinner with one deceased historical person. Who would that be?
1: John Lennon. So, and and honestly, I, that's, I always try to answer the first person that pops into my head. Right. Um, so I think there's probably a hundred other people that would be super interesting, but I've always admired, um, just the creativity, the, I mean, in an era when uh, individuality was separate, was really celebrated to a degree. And when when Lenin in the '60s and '70s and whatever, he right. was an individual beyond individuals. Plus his creativity, plus his willingness to sort of uh, put himself out there. And then you know, my takeaway, and obviously I've never met the guy, but I always feel like he's a kind soul. So I would love yeah. to have the opportunity to have dinner with John Lennon.
0: Interesting. Okay. You got uh, one more and then I'll wrap
1: it up with one more. Yeah, absolutely. Um, So for distributors, a lot Mm of us distributors are chamber members, right? Like we're local Mm -hmm. members of our local, local chamber of commerce. A chamber membership, the value of that is...
0: hmm, Intangible. Incalculable. I I think it depends on the. I think it depends on the chamber itself. Okay. Um, okay. I look. I look at chamber of commerces. It can be a great. I think where you're at. I think it's a great thing. Mm -hmm. Um, I think in a larger area, you're going to have your your mileage may vary. Sure. um, Depending on who's running the chamber, I always looked at chamber of commerces almost like I did fraternities. The cool fraternity at one college was the dork fraternity (laughs) at another college, and it was based on the people who were running it. Yeah. So. I, I think it's incalculable just because you never know. But I think uh, as a distributor, it's something to if, uh, really look into and evaluate, hey, can this help move the needle, proverbial needle in my business? Because it might. It might not.
1: Yeah. I, um, it's, if I can just jump in and say, I think it also depends on how much you put in. Cause oh, we, no question. Because we've been members of multiple chambers. We've bowed out of several because we didn't do not, anything. And right. so we didn't get any value. <laughs> right. And so it was on us.
0: No, I completely get that. All right, we're going to do something a little different for my last fill-in-the-blank. Okay. We're going we're to do rapid fire. I want one-word answers only. Okay. I, and it's an, it's an either-or situation. Are you ready? I will try. Coke or Pepsi? Pepsi. Budweiser or Miller? Miller Light. That was not one of the choices. <laughs> Tennis or football? Tennis. Bluetooth speakers or vacuum-sealed tumblers? Vacuum-sealed tumblers. Excellent. Kirby, I want to thank you for having the courage <laughs> to do a little rapid fire right there at the end of fill in the blank. That was funny. I enjoyed um, that. Yeah, it's a little fun. And you yeah. know, who else is a fun group of people, Kirby? Who's that, Bill? That'd be the good, good, goods at Common Skew. Um, they, they really are good people. And we, we talk about it and, and we say it tongue in cheek, but. The truth is they're really tremendous human beings that have created such a great platform for distributors to run their business. So many thought leaders over there cranking out great content. It's really a – if you're looking to elevate and upgrade your promotional products distributorship, you really don't need to look any further than the good people at CommSQ. So go over to commsq.com slash unscripted. You will not be sorry you did. Kirby, as always, thanks for having the courage to broadcast today. Thanks, man. It was fun.